You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. All right. Woo! Oh, oh, we're going. Yeah, we're going. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, I've got a... A great topic for you today. Okay. Classic. Everybody's heard about it. Everyone knows what it is, but like, what's really going on? Um, so are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. The The topic today is the Tour de France. Oh, okay. I like that. Right? Yeah, I don't know much about it's it. It's like a bike race in France. Duh. Everyone knows that, but it's weeks long, I think, or something like that. And they, I don't know, do they go like... Hundreds of miles through the entire country. Do they go into other countries? That sounds I don't about know. right. But it's a big deal, and a lot of people participate, and it's a massive event every year when it goes down. Is and it I every know year? nothing about it. Yeah, as far as know. I know, I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know about it either. It sounds exhausting. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. You see, like videos of them. They're biking up legit. I mean, I'm not going to say mountains, but like very, steep very, hills. very steep <laughs> yeah. roads. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Cool. I love it. I'm okay. excited. I, this little sounds international like a little international flair. One. Yeah, I like some international flair. You know me. Uh, oh, this is going to have some pronunciation pronunciation. You can't even say that word. Oh, Dang, man. this is going to be a tough slog. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I believe it. Okay, so Tour de France, you got 30 minutes. Go study your buns off. I wonder if I can do the whole Tour de France in 30 minutes, do you think? Oh, I'm sure you could. Oh, sweet. Okay, here I go. Yeah, there's a stick figure ride and it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I like it. So I knew, I think I said this already, but I knew nothing about this and yeah, I really knew nothing about this. Okay, cool. Like I didn't get it at all. I just knew it was a bike race and it still is a bike race turns out, but you know, there's just a lot to know about it that I didn't know. Um, I'm excited because all I know is it's a bike race in France. Yeah, yeah, which is both true, so good. Good. But it is the, which I kind of knew this, but it's the world's most prestigious and most difficult bike race. There's two, there's like another race in Italy and another one in Spain that are kind of like also a big deal, but this one is like far and beyond like the biggest deal. Makes sense. Biggest bike race ever. Um, It's watched by huge crowds from the roadside and it's televised across the world. It's one of the supreme tests of athletic endurance that exists on Earth. It sounds like you pulled this straight out of the bio of someone who completed <laughs> the race. <laughs> no, it's just true, though. Um, and it has, like, huge, you know, cultural meaning in, in France. It's, like, a, a big point of pride in everything every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the race has taken place every year since 1903. Except during the two world wars, there was like a little swath of time during each world war that it didn't happen. And even in COVID in 2020, it was delayed, but it happened. So it has literally happened 
every year except when there was world wars <laughs> fair <laughs> enough especially in france uh that was not probably yeah. where you wanted to be strolling on your bike at, uh during a world war totally yeah um so when does it happen it happens every year in july over the course of about three weeks it covers See, i knew it was so stinking long yeah oh yeah yeah it's long it covers <laughs> I like i'm like, like proud of myself for knowing the <laughs> second the most, most basic, basic thing. thing yeah uh it covers about three thousand six hundred kilometers or uh, a bit over two thousand miles wow and the reason why i'm not giving you hard numbers is Part of what was so interesting to me, which just shows like how little I know about it at all, is that the um, route changes every year and it changes significantly. Wow, it's I not just like, oh, a little change. I know, right? Didn't you kind of, I kind of assumed it was like, yeah, the Tour de France, it has some kind of route and that's what you do every year. Of course. Every year. And if you look at maps of all the years, it's significantly different. It's That's super so different. weird because, like, you would think obviously this takes place all on like public roads, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, paved roads for sure. Yeah, but like, but they like go, some is in the mountains, right? And some is through a village, and some is yeah, through yeah. like like on yes. like you said a highway or something like that. Like, I so for that reason, I would think that okay, we mapped out a good route. Let's stick to yeah. it every year. But also, if you think about it. Unlike a racetrack that's like, you know, just out in the desert and you go there to race, like this, they make it every year. So it's kind of like they have the ultimate um, ability to change it up every year. Yeah. But I am surprised to hear that. I know. And also, I'm, that's like an entire job in and of itself. Oh, I'm is sure. just making this route every year. It's it's like a huge undertaking. Um, so there's 21, and all these numbers, they seem to be like pretty firm now recently, but they, they have fluctuated over the years. But there are 21 stages, which a stage, as far as I could understand it, is just like a day of racing, like what you're going to do that day. And so the race will usually take place over the course of like, 23 days so there's a day here and there that's a rest day okay. where you don't have a stage to complete um so and and oh i kind of meant to say this before when i was talking about how they changed the route it's uh, definitely mainly in france like mainly in france but it can go outside of france to italy belgium germany spain um in 2007 it started in england but then always what? it's like mainly in France. Well, you know how Europe is. They're all just like smashed next to each other yeah, but and everything's not pretty small. I know. It's pretty wild. England's a different. It's its yeah, own island. Even, That's, well, I mean, they had to have on yeah. overnight or on a rest day like traveled done one yeah. like what'd you call them stages stages maybe one yes. stage or something. That's really. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I definitely would have thought it was all in France or um, I don't know, maybe dipped over a border here and there kind of just for fun, but like yeah. starting it, in a different country. and That's kind of true. Like the majority of it looks like that is the case, uh -huh. but it was just interesting to me that they could bop around. So for sure. Much. And yeah, it seems pretty unnecessary. Like they wouldn't have to do that, but it's kind of cool that they do. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like if you're going through the Alps, maybe you're like, I'm just ending up in Italy for a minute because <laughs> we're in the Alps and it's crazy. Wait, I... This is such a stupid question, and the answer is probably obviously no. But do they have to like do like customs and like passports when they go in and out of the country? In Europe, at least until Brexit, but like you don't have oh, to do that's... that in Europe. You, it's just oh, chill okay. and nice. That makes sense. That's Unlike a good point. Here. So, uh, but since 1975, the Finnish 
has been on. Uh, I looked up how to pronounce this, and now I forget. Oh yeah, the I heard Champ- you practicing. Elise. That sounds this right. Big, beautiful thoroughfare road in Paris. Yeah. Just the best road in Paris, probably. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. So even though he is like all different, it's like that's it ends in the same spot. That is 1975. Um, yeah. So I thought that was like very fascinating to begin with that it was so different. Um, and then the stages are classified at there's four classifications. One is called a time trial, which is just like some kind of you know. Time, race like real like just i don't know time trial I on think, a flat surface i think with time trials typically that means it, you know i don't know about in the tour de france specifically but in other races that means that you're kind of not even necessarily racing each other so say there are a hundred mm. people it's like 10 of you go and then maybe 10 of you go an hour yeah. later so it's not even like you all start and who finishes first it's yeah, like yeah. you're all just doing this and we're just timing you yes, so the fastest time is, is going to yes, be the winner that's what it is i couldn't describe it well because i've i saw that they would even sometimes um do that before the race started to see something i'll explain later like uh, who gets to wear certain jerseys like the first day um so so yeah i think it's exactly what you said so some sometimes the stage will be just that like peppered in throughout Mm -hmm. and then um the stages are classified as either flat hilly or mountain which i was like dang hilly isn't even mountain like that's (laughs) so rough um, so that's really what makes this this Tour de France so incredibly difficult is, you know, I kind of like am picking up on this as I'm reading. I'm not very familiar with cycling or know that much about it. But like any kind of sport or any kind of physical thing, oftentimes like maybe someone is really good at hills or really good at mountain or really good at flat sprints and stuff. But you have to be the best at everything to win this, you know? Yeah. Like how in running, it's like someone does cross country, someone does a sprinter, someone right. does... And, and you're very different styles of running. And, and if you're a great sprinter, you maybe are not a good long distance runner. And it's that same kind of thing here, but it's like you have to be good at everything. This is very interesting. Um, I have a lot of questions. I assume we're going to get to the answers because they're pretty basic questions. So I won't even ask them. Okay, yeah. Maybe hold off. See if I answer them. You definitely will. But remember them. So now let's talk about the history of the Tour de France. Because this is like such a huge thing, right? And it's like, why did they start doing this? Yeah. When did they start doing it? 1903. Yeah, I did tell you that already. (laughs) So in 1903, this guy named, I suppose his name is Henri Descrange. Nice. Man, that's wrong, but that's what we're going with. I think the Henri Um, part is probably right. Yeah, maybe I should just call him that. Anyway, he was a French cyclist and journalist, and he worked for a newspaper called Lauto, L-A-U-T-O. And um, he and this other guy named Gio Lefebvre uh, came up with the idea for the Tour de France in order to boost circulation of their newspaper. Apparently, this was a common thing newspapers did. <laughs> like, they would just have bike races, and somehow that increased the circulation. There. Just from, like, the advertising. You know, people, it attracted people, and people would come see it. And, yeah, and it, but it, specifically it bike races, not like, like when you said this was a common thing, I thought you were just saying, like, sort of publicity things to like you know just bring attention to their paper i saw bike races yeah were a common 
I mean, it's 1903. You didn't have, like, too many ideas, I yeah. guess. But, but yeah. So that's why they did it. And also, they were specifically battling with this other newspaper who was doing way better than them. Oh, so wow. they were like, we got to do something. So um, so these two guys, I think they were both cyclists. The one guy definitely was a cyclist. Um, they just loved, they thought it was so cool, the idea of turning, like, all of France into a, a track for a bike, a bike race. So the first one was a 1,500-mile clockwise loop of the country, of France, um, from Paris to Lyon to Marseille, Toulouse, Bordeaux, and then, man, how would you say this town? N-A-N-T-E-S. Nantes? I don't know. That sounded good. Let's go with that. Okay. And then they would come back to Paris at the end. 1,500 miles, that was the first one? Yeah. That's so it pretty was short- crazy. It was long. It was shorter than now, right. but it was long. I and don't know why it being like that long ago makes the distance seem longer. Yeah, that is pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, it is. But like, I don't know the idea of like, like there's no uh, telephone. There's no, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. no one watching it on TV, it's and you're true. just like 750 miles away from where you started yeah. at one point. That is no, pretty that's crazy. Very true. Um, in that one, there were no alpine climbs, so there's no like of these Super like intense mountains. mountain ones um and there were only six stages as opposed to now we have 21 but the so obviously kind of to make up for that the distances covered in each stage was way higher than what we do now like the average distance covered in a stage then was 250 miles now they're they never exceed like 150 miles would they still be stopping and sleeping like overnight yes they did they had like between one and three rest days in between for recovery oh okay but naturally they're riding at night and stuff because to go 250 miles you're just that's gonna happen right cool cool okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was gonna ask you a question but yes cool so so nothing like this race had ever been attempted before like this was a huge deal you know no one had ever seen anything like this before so on july 1st 1903 60 men got on bikes and crappy bikes mind you probably crappy bikes in the parisian suburb of monte why am i doing this monte I don't know, Montgeron? Let's go with that. So they're mostly French guys, some Belgians, some Swiss, some Germans, some Italians, but mostly French guys. Um, most of them were cyclists, like professional cyclists. They were sponsored by... I would by... hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe like professional cycling wasn't even really a thing yet, but... Yeah, no, I know. I, I'd hope so for their health. Um some so the professionals were often sponsored by bike manufacturers, um, and then some people were just not professional cyclists, just people who I guess loved biking. I mean, yeah. Now that I think of it, it's like it's the very first one. Uh, I guess yeah. Why couldn't anyone enter this yeah, crazy race? Totally. Um, Things were a lot more casual back then. Yeah, definitely. And they were all seeking the twenty thousand francs in prize money. So that, that sounds like exciting. a lot of money. Oh yeah, especially in 1903, right? Sounds yeah, like I mean, I don't know how money. much a franc is, but twenty thousand anything is a, a kind of a lot. I agree. I agree. Um, so, so that was the first one. At in that race, 
the riders were often riding on unpaved roads without helmets. They rode in the night time a lot. They rode with spare tubes around their waist in case of flat tire. Like, all of this is very, you know... None of that happens today. Of course. <laughs> like, literally none of it. They don't ride at night. They don't ride on unpaid roads. They, had they to all wear hunt helmets. for their own food overnight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that first year, uh, Maurice Garin, Garin is a 32-year-old French guy who was a chimney sweep in his youth, but he became a professional cyclist, and he was the winner. Nice. So... It worked really well, and the newspaper circulation increased sixfold. So those yeah, guys that were like, definitely worked high well. five, <laughs> yeah. it worked. Well, so, it makes sense why they decided to do it again in 1904. Yeah, they decided to do it again in 1904, and then every year ever since then. Good for them. Um, and it seemed, like, obviously, even that first year, it went super well and, and got a lot of attention, and everyone was excited. Um, but there were two two events I saw that, like, kind of ramped up interest in 1910 and then 1919. So in 1910... The invention of the wheel. <laughs> no. That made the race they a lot a more wheel. interesting. Uh, so in 1910 was the first time that riders went over the treacherous circle of death in mountain passes in the Pyrenees. So it was probably like one specific well-known spot that was like, no one ever can go there. And they're like, great, we're going there. So No man has ever come back. Yeah, so that was very exciting. And then in 1919, uh, they introduced the yellow jersey. Um, and so now I'll tell you about the jerseys, which all have kind of developed over over the years, but are still exist today. So, do you know about this at all? No, I don't know anything about the jerseys. I didn't know about it either. So, yellow was the color of the paper that the newspaper was printed. So, that's why the yellow jersey is, like, the biggest honor in the Tour de France. Okay, yeah, now that you're talking about it, doesn't the... Maybe this is what it is. The leader is wearing the yellow... exactly. I didn't even know it was yellow, but as you were talking about it, I was like, okay, yeah, I think the the winner, the leader, is wearing a different colored shirt than everyone else. At the end of every day, the person so at the end of every stage the person with the lowest cumulative time for the race at the end of that day um will will get a yellow jersey and i saw that they have like uh uh what do you call that when you get on a platform and people talk and stuff podium yeah like a ceremony like a little ceremony i guess every day to designate who got it that day which is pretty nice i mean that's because because what's interesting about it is there are so many ways to win and so many winners of different things because you can win a stage but not win overall. In fact, I was looking up a list of all the winners and as I'm scrolling through, it listed how many stages they won and many of the winners, if not like a majority of the overall winners, won one stage. Like... They only were the best out of, on, you said out of 21. 21. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, cumulatively, they still had the lowest overall. Right. But it's just, you know, it's not like usually there's one guy in there sweeping the whole thing. Like, that doesn't yeah. happen. I mean, I guess you could kind of relate it to golf. It's like maybe you maybe on all 18 holes, there's someone in the field who did better than you. Yeah. But, like, if you were just consistently yeah. low. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's what's happening. So... So that's, like, the biggest honor is the yellow jersey because that's the, you know, 
general what you're going for to win overall. And then there's three other types of jerseys. Um, the green jersey goes for um, points, the highest points. And just like quickly, I didn't look too far into it, but like uh, on flat terrain uh, for like sprints or stuff, I don't know. It's like specific things that are really impressive in biking you'll get points for. Okay. And so if you have the most points, you'll get a green jersey. If you, um, there's a polka dotted jersey. It's like white with big red polka dots on uh-huh. it. And that's given that's to That's if the, you have chicken pox? No. It's given to the king of the mountains. Who? So that's the person who like has the most points, does the best on the mountains. And uh-huh. also small hills, I guess. But like specifically the mountains. And then the white jersey is given to the rider age 25 and under who has the best time. Oh, that's kind of weird. Well, it's hard to win that young. Like, very few people that young win. Oh, really? It's kind of an interesting, like, narrow band because few people that young win, but then also few people over 30 win. So it's kind of like probably 25 to 30 is probably, like, the sweet spot. I saw, like, only a handful of people over 32 have ever won the oldest person ever to win was 36. So it's definitely a young man. There's no women involved. It's a young oh, man. Oh, really? Game. I didn't yeah. know that. I know, right? There's no... There's not even like a separate race? I think there is a separate women's race. But, I get, but you know, I guess they do that for all sports, so I shouldn't be upset. Right, but I don't know. I never really thought about it. That yeah, me took me either. by surprise. I would have just assumed that women were racing too. I it's should a have bike. said like, that. Right? Yeah, I would think so too. Like, it's a bike and... Women are lighter than men generally, generally, so maybe we could go faster because we don't get so tired. But I have no idea. I guess it's the same for the Olympics, though. Like, it's all separated. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. For better or for worse. It's just men. Um, So, yeah. So, all of these jerseys, it's just, like, another exciting thing. You know, like, it's fun to see who gets the jersey. And every day it sounds like someone new gets a jersey, and it's, like, very exciting. And then if you happen to qualify for two jerseys, like more than one jersey, you're always going to wear the yellow one because that's the most prestigious. So let's say you got the yellow one and then you also got the polka dotted one. You're like, I'm going to wear yellow because this one is goofy. And they clash, so you can't even like layer them or anything? (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, So another interesting fact, um, the riders, maybe this is like, duh, to anyone who knows (laughs) anything about bikes, but they have three types of bikes so they have a different bike depending on the terrain that they're on. I would not have guessed that either. Me either. I don't know anything about I mean, about I bikes. get that, like, it's, uh, you know, it's better to have a certain bike on certain terrain, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't have thought they would be able to swap them out. Well, because you're only really doing one per day. So Still, though, I would have yeah. just assumed it was, like, the same bike the whole time. No, yeah, I know. I would have maybe thought that, too. But, no, they definitely get different bikes. So, um... So what do you kind of think of when you think of, as an American, hmm. what do you think of when you think of Tour de France? I think of a lot of people all crowded together, okay. riding no, their bikes, you're not racing. Doing, okay, no, no. You're an American. Who do you think of? Oh, Lance Armstrong. Okay, great. Thank you. So, um, doping has been a big <laughs> issue. It's like fascinating because i i too immediately think of lance armstrong when i think of 
the Tour de France. And if you go on the Tour de France Wikipedia, there is zero mention of Lance Armstrong. What? And if you're looking up anything about the Tour de France, he won... I don't know if you knew this, because I didn't really know this. He won seven consecutive Tour de France like seven he was the overall winner from really 19- no i didn't know that it was 1999 to 2005 and if you're on the website looking through the winners when you get to 1999 through t- 2005 it says no winner wow that's it crazy is, he is so fully redacted it's like impressive there must be a section on that wikipedia page talking about his um, I drug think, use, though, right? Well, there's a whole section about doping. Steroid use, yeah. Yes. Um, and then, but I had to go to like his specific That's Wikipedia crazy. to learn about it. Yeah. So they don't even give it to the second place person. They j- they just say no winner. That's kind of yeah. surprising. Yeah, I know. But um, so so the reason I bring that up now is uh, cheating of various kinds has always been an issue. Um, the very first year. There were two instances of cheating. So I told you there were 60 guys that the yes, very first, the first year. One. I think something like 25 of them dropped out the first day. Like they were, they were riding and they were like, this is ridiculous. This. And they just quit. But That's even hilarious. beyond like, even with all these people dropping out. So there's two instances of cheating. One guy, it said, used a car to pace him. I don't really know what that means if, if it just means like someone was in a car next to him and was like, I don't know, just like helping him out, telling him stuff. Like, I think that's exactly what it means. Yeah. But I thought that's like a kind of common thing. Uh, Do they not allow that even now? I mean, I'm I sure guess it's very you couldn't regulated. have a car for every person in the race because. Yeah. And, and whatever he was doing was not allowed. And then another one, like it said, rode in the slipstream of a car. So I'm assuming the car is like ahead of him and he's riding behind it. So that cuts down oh, on all kinds okay. of yeah, yeah. drag and stuff. Um, so both those things happened the first year. So already people are cheating. The next year, 1904, was even worse. Um, the town, <laughs> one town had like a hometown rider that was their favorite. So when the, when the race came through their town, uh, the guy who won the first year, Maurice Gurin, he, uh, when he started coming through town, the people formed a blockade to block him from riding and beat him up until like some, you know, some person from the race, like, came up and, like, fired a pistol into the air. <laughs> and oh so my they gosh. stopped so he could keep going. Um, and then other riders, they literally, because they were riding overnight still, uh-huh. they just cheated. They just hopped into a car overnight and, like, drove where they were going. I believe that. I think there's something about that with, like, the first... Um, Boston Marathon or like New York City Marathon uh-huh. where there's something like that same thing it's like the guy who yeah. won he ended up getting disqualified because it was found out that he like yeah he like stopped and had breakfast at a cafe and then got in a car yeah for that's f- ridiculous. five miles and then kept running um other people illegally meaning like against the rules of the race it took um help from people like they took food from people um, and after that, after 1904, so only the second race, they eliminated night riding because it was so impossible to stop people from cheating overnight. They needed supervised. Yeah, they needed supervised. So that guy Maurice Gurin ended up winning again that year. But soon after, his title was stripped because it turned out that he took the train for part of the race <laughs> instead of cycling. 
No shame, these people. I know, it's pretty funny. Um, Let's see, that's pretty much everything. I have a bunch of, like, kind of fun facts, but that's pretty much all of the info that I had. What, did I answer your questions or no? Surprisingly, no. So I, I might not know the answers to your questions, so let's see. My first question was, um, how many people race, like, mm. now? Shoot, I, ugh, I don't think I wrote it down. It's, like, nine, oh, yeah, I remember. It's 20 teams of nine people, because it was either 20 teams of nine people or nine teams of 20 people. No, I think it's 20 teams of nine people, because I remember doing the math, and it was 180. And what's a team? Um, it, just a team. I mean, you don't win by team because right. it's individuals who win, but I guess there's probably Same like sponsorship an American or something. Team. Yeah, oh, something okay. like that. Got it. And from different countries and things. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So 180 people, give or take, all mm-hmm. together. And then, um, shoot, I forget my other question. I should have wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. Let's get to some fun facts. And okay. if it pops into my mind, hey, I'll yeah, ask it. Ask me. I keep, I can't get over that, uh, Lance Armstrong thing, how you told know, me to right? think about what comes to mind as an American, and I, I You're just like, said riding yeah, in a bike group. bike riders in a group. Come so, on. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so do you know how many people watch the Tour de France every year? And I'm talking spectators, feet on the ground in, person. in France, in person. Wait, that was my other question. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to ask people how many people, watch? yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I was going to ask, like, on TV totally well like i have worldwide okay how many people but watch yeah, let's start in with in person person i mean it's a 2000 mile course okay don't think about it too hard just okay. like give me a number that feels reasonable Two hundred thousand people 10 to 12 million oh people. my god in yes. person in person and they said that it's the second biggest attraction in france second to like uh, Disneyland France or whatever, but I'm assuming Disneyland. <laughs> I didn't even know France, they had Disneyland France. I get they have Disneyland everywhere. Um, I'm assuming they mean for like a year, and this is only a span of three weeks. Yeah, that's a good point. Ten yeah. to twelve million people a year is probably what a park like that brings in. Right. Even that sounds like a ton. But. I know. But, um, I mean, if you see the map of the race, it does encompass, like, almost all of France. So, it's not, like, 10 million people, like, all crammed into the Coliseum Of course, or yeah. Something. That must be so cool if it's coming through your town. Yeah, Like, that totally. makes sense. Every, every town it goes through, everybody in that town is going to be showing. And everyone oh, even yeah. close to that town is going to be showing up to watch. And people come from all over to watch. I saw that people will you know set up a tent a week in advance like to make sure they're right on the side like really big deal um tv viewers Uh 3.5 billion which is like half of the world no way (laughs) that's what it said i mean maybe that's over the course of three weeks but still i think that might be over the course of the last 118 years it is not because it's not even this was in 2018 that was the number and it wasn't even the number one thing because it was second to the world cup and to the beijing or beijing olympics weren't 2018 but maybe that maybe it was like all of the years um, so okay, it's but that's obviously visit. divided between all 23 yeah. days or whatever and all but the still, coverage. that's a big deal, right? Th- that's insane, yeah. yeah. So it's the third most watched television thing ever. That's crazy. Yes. I've never watched the Tour de France. I, I know, maybe have I. watched it for like 10 minutes feel, in my yeah, whole life. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it a little because they'll show it on yeah. like the Today Show. They'll be like, look, they're doing it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, great. I don't think that counts towards the uh, Nielsen rating. Yeah, though. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so 
aside from the actual people riding the bikes, doing the thing, there is a mobile village of 4,500... Well, that actually includes the bikers. So but it's like 4,500 people, including the bikers, organizers, technical staff, and publicity people that follow them. So there's this caravan... And 50, or 40% of spectators say that they come for the publicity caravan, not for the cycling. Wait, what? Yes, because it's like a parade. It takes like 45 minutes to pass, and pe- and people pay to be a part of it and, because it's just advertising. And it's like a gigantic parade with like floats, essentially, and stuff, and they chuck free stuff at people they throw shirts and hats and all kinds of things and it's just like a fun parade that you can just chill for 45 minutes and collect free stuff and why wouldn't you do that it does sound fun i yeah that's pretty weird though that that's like a bigger attraction than the actual race coming well i think part of it is like the bikers honestly go past really fast. I was thinking that. Yeah, it's like, all right, so say they are coming through your little village. Yeah. It's like, well, they are probably all there and gone in a matter of like, I don't know, an hour or two, like all spaced Definitely. out. Definitely, yeah, if not less. So so it's not, you know, it's, it's more exciting to sit there for 45 minutes watching this parade, I guess. That makes sense. That Yeah, that would be the real fanfare of it because they can't yeah. set up like, I don't know. A huge a town can't have a or they can have a huge like i don't know i guess huge wouldn't be the right word but like all right say you're a little town oh my and it's gosh, coming spit through it out. <laughs> it's coming through your town that year you probably make a big deal about it yeah. maybe you make a whole day of it like you have mm-hmm. like a whole festival in your town and it's centered around that but like you said everybody just blows through there in a few minutes so yeah. i guess towns probably do a lot more uh to keep people entertained on the day that it's coming through there yeah definitely definitely and that sounds fun right it's fun to like entertain people um riders this is just another fun fact it feels like i'm bopping around to something apropos of nothing but riders burn between four and five thousand calories per stage so that's like per day basically so they have to eat a ton they must be feeding them too i would imagine at every stop whether it's their own team or a traveling kitchen or something yeah, like that. I think that. it's very regulated again, but um, but yes, they definitely have to like eat. Kind of like what's a in marathon. Every water you know? bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that uh, in the whole history of the race, uh, four people have died during the race. Riders, I mean, because there were other other like tragic events with like car crashes and things like that uh, but yeah. like four people not a ton but you mm. know like over over a hundred years like things are gonna happen um but the four people that died one drowned on a rest day he was like swimming on oh, a wow. rest day and drowned one was heart failure had probably a heart attack or something and then well and i thought these these two were what i thought there was going to be like a ton of this but there's only two people. One guy uh, went down a ravine and another one crashed and unfortunately like died from how severely how severe the crash was. I would have guessed that there were more from just crashes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, me too. It's really amazing know, that only was, one person ever because when they're going nice. downhill, like I'm sure yeah. there are points on that course where they're going 
40 miles an hour and yeah. it's like you're on a bike you're so close so to other people, people. like yeah. crashes happen all the time right uh yeah that's that's surprising but yeah, good i know right it's it was good um so the past two years 2020 and 2021 have had the same winner very unusual to have consecutive winner or even to win more than once especially if you're not on steroids yeah it's a and one of the he's the second youngest winner ever he, he's 21 his name is Tadej Poga oh my god Tadej Pogacar from what nation? of Slovenia oh and he's the second youngest winner 21 years old uh, the youngest winner ever uh, was uh, Henri <laughs> Cornet. <laughs> Sorry, Henri Cornet or Cornet. Uh, I got confused because it says in 1904, but I guess he must have been because I knew that other guy won in 1904, but he got disqualified, so oh. he must have been the next one. Uh, and he was 19, so um, so. That's really young. Can you be, uh, how old do you have to be to enter? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know if there's limits on it. And is it professionals only, like invite only? How does that work? Do you have to qualify from other races? You know, I don't know, but I would imagine. Probably. So I don't think you can just sign up anyone and do it. Um, and then, like I said, the oldest winner ever uh, was 36 years and four months old. <laughs> wow. He's yeah. ancient. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so now since we're American, we have to address this, that as of now, the, there's only, so Americans at this article I was reading said Americans dominate every sport there is all over the world, right? Like Americans are pretty much great at everything and they're going to be at the top of everything. Only one American ever has won the Tour de France because, uh, Lance Armstrong doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, his name is Greg LeMond. So he sounds pretty French. He does. Come on, Greg. But um, he... Uh, after... Oh, sorry. I don't know what that... I it was talking about other races that he won. But, um, but yeah. So good for him. Very exciting. And then Lance Armstrong uh, technically won seven years... Or, Won seven years in a row, but not technically because did, now he didn't win. Did they? Because um, obviously he got away with it for seven straight years. Mm-hmm. Were they able to prove that he was using steroids in '99 and 2000? Obviously yeah. they caught him when they caught him, but like, I think so they, they just were... took away all of his titles. But did, like, well, is it possible that he wasn't? Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. eventually was like, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, was it possible that he wasn't on steroids for the first no, three wins? He said he was. Okay. So. Well, good for him for yeah owning up to it. Well, yeah, good for him. And I saw, again, I didn't, I wasn't tasked with researching Lance Armstrong, so I didn't look too deep into it. And I'm not very familiar with this scandal at all. But apparently he was, like, the heart of, like, the biggest doping ring in the world. Like, it was a huge... It wasn't just, like, Lance Armstrong is doing some steroids. Like, it was a huge operation. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't just, I don't just really like, remember that. Oh, man, he, like, just made a bad choice one yeah. day. Like, no. He was very he much... Yeah, very much day. in the world of, like, yeah. using and distributing and... Or, I don't I mean, Definitely. we shouldn't pin that on him, but it was more so than just, like... 
I'm just going to sneak off to the bathroom and not tell anyone to use yeah. some steroids. Like, or like maybe your trainer gave you something and didn't quite tell you what yeah, it was. Yeah, so like, he definitely no. knew what he was yeah. doing. And he admitted it after like several years of being investigated. <laughs> so, also, I think <laughs> like sucks. after people were like, you did steroids, you don't have titles, you everything. Then like several years after that, he was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, why weren't they more skeptical of him? He won seven straight years. That sounds so abnormal. Yeah. I don't know. It is incredibly... I mean, it's never happened before. Yeah. Like, it's not... It is abnormal to the point of, like, this thing... Like, the back-to-back wins that this guy just did is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure people are going to be like, hmm, at him because of it. But but hopefully, it's just... He deserves it. But, um, yeah, it said, like, this thing that I was copying from. It says, Lance Armstrong's turns out it was actually impossible seven consecutive titles. Yeah, sounds like it. sounds like, yeah, like, no human is going to be able to do that. It's crazy. How old was he? Do you know how his age? I wonder how old he was, like, when he won his first one and then last one. Yeah, I don't know. Because spanning seven years, you're you're touching each end of that window you mentioned. the window on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's pretty much it. I have one more fun fact. Let's hear it. All right. Are you ready? I am. So this is like totally, you can't really prove it and also might be totally a lie, but I just thought it was very funny. Uh, There are two academic historians, French guys, Jean-Luc Bouffe and (laughs) Yves Lenard say that most people in France had little idea of the shape of their country until that newspaper, Lauto, began publishing maps of the race of the Tour de France. So that's how people learned, French people learned what shape France was. Well, good. We're keeping people in shape and teaching them geography. Exactly. That's right. lovely. Did you like it? Yeah, Did that I was awesome. Good? Yeah, I it know. It was a little unwieldy. Honestly, I thought at first, I was like, oh, this will be a great, like, kind of succinct topic and easy to learn. And then when I got into it, it's anything that's been going on for a, over 100 years, It there's a ton. Like, yeah. if you're interested in this, there's a billion books that have been written about. Like, good, just go dig. Totally, it. I'm sure. It does we... seem really interesting, but this was very much scratching the surface. One last thing. What mm-hmm. uh, I remember when it happened this year because there was a sort of debacle with a woman who caused a crash, um, a spectator. Oh, yeah. So I want to say that was probably like June. When does the race happen? Is it like July? Okay, I said July. That oh, early, okay. But yeah. Sorry. July. Usually like three weeks in July. Got it. Yep. Cool. Yep. Well. Well. Cool, right? This was excellent. Yeah. Wait, now I have another question. What? The Olympics happen in July. Uh, so when it's an Olympic year, do they push the race or... No, obviously I don't know. They just, Are you sure they happen in July? Don't they? They just happened. It was like all through July. Are you sure it was in August? Oh, maybe it started at like the end of July. That could but can be. you imagine how pooped you would be? That's what maybe I'm saying. you should just pick and be like, I, I wonder if maybe that's the can't case. Do both. I am pooped. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> also, I told Zach as I was researching that I saw that one of you know when you Google something and then those like little suggestions come up that the other questions the people other have qu- asked. Yeah, and one of them was do riders on the Tour de France poop? <laughs> but I didn't click on it because I don't want to know. It turns out I, the answer is no. They don't. They hold it Just for, for 23 three days. Weeks, they yeah. hold it sort in. of a motivation thing to finish faster. All right. That should be a new rule. Okay, sounds good. 
Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30 Minute Expert Podcast. That's 30 Minute Expert Podcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.